The Welcome to the Show podcast is independently produced by me, CT, and Manny Gomez. Help people find our show by taking two minutes to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen. Thank you. What's up, everybody? It's the Welcome to the Show podcast. What's going on, Manny? Life is good, man. Life is really good. As a Yankee fan, that is. How are you? I'm good, man, because sports give and sports take away. You know, <laughs> I I think it's sad for me to say this, but I think the Red Sox are done, man. You think? Yeah. Yesterday kind of did it for me. But I I think I think there's a glimmer. Like there's a little bit of hope. Like if you win tonight. Oh yeah, think, there's always hope until yeah, we're on. Yeah, there's a little bit of hope, but if you lose tonight, I think that's it. You're done for sure. Yeah, no, man. As long as the, we know we're not eliminated, you know, numbers wise. As long as there's still a chance, obviously there's still a chance. But I think uh, it's time for me to dedicate my emotions and brain power to my second family mm. or is? third family, the Buffalo Bills. Ah, yuck. And they won last night, yesterday, they, they one did. o'clock. They did. Three o'clock, clockish. So, word on the street is that you started a game this weekend for the Corozo Gold Sox, an amateur baseball oh, yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we took a season off, which was this spring summer season, mm-hmm. and we're back to reclaim the fall throne. So, we, I think we, we won it in 2000. 17 i think yeah in the fall and we're back man nice so but we split double header every sunday and we split one one um what can i say man you have these amateur umpires and then we expect them to be good you know what i'm saying manny like yeah. can we really get mad at these umpires that we play with in these independent leagues where like you know, the age range is like anyone that just puts up the deposit. 18 to like 50-year-old can just join this league and, and play. I understand. You should get so, robo-umps, man. You guys should call for it. Yeah, that would be insane. And I also like... But, I, you know, actually, yeah, I'd be down for that. I'd put up an extra couple hundred bucks to play with robo-umps. If all the calls would, were to, would turn out to be right, I'd actually probably put up a little more money for that, yeah. Was it? Were there any ejections? Did somebody get tossed? No, and that's that's a funny thing, right? Because like these umps can eject anybody. Mm. Technically, I've seen them eject one fan or one guy that was sitting in the bench of the opposing team that we were playing once, mm. but he wouldn't stop. Like he really would not stop. It was like ten straight minutes of just nonstop him talking smack to the ump or whatever. And the ump threw him out. And the ump said, "You have to go, or, or else your team will forfeit." And like, you're not even a part of the team, but like, we'll make them forfeit. So he had to leave. So I'm like, some things were said yesterday in our game, and I'm surprised some people didn't get ejected. <laughs> <laughs> These umps have like a larger; they have like a more uh, patience than like professionals. It's kind of funny because in these in these amateur leagues, like, there's nobody there to like. Like you could, you could absolutely go up to the umpire and just deck them. You know what I mean? Nothing's gonna happen yeah. technically. <laughs> and technically, the ump the ump can go up and deck you as well because exactly. like we we 
<laughs> I think in every game that I've ever played in high school till now, till yesterday, the umps were in some way disrespected, you know, verbally. Yeah, yeah. By somebody. And these yeah. guys just these are just regular guys, you know? Like we don't really <laughs> What right. can we expect honestly though? Right, like what right, kind right. of ump expertise are we going to expect in these leagues? Well, what are you going to do, man? Do you win your did you win your start? Yeah. Kill the I win, actually man. pitched Yeah, man, 7 innings. Never done that ever in my life. Wow. How does your arm feel today? It feels like it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. in so much. All the pain is just like merging. It's like one numbing feeling. Wow. Nice. All right. So, yeah. let's get on to the show. Oh, yes. Uh, Guys, today, I, today I'm leading the sports episode. Um, we're going to start with a little bit of baseball talk. Of but... A good chunk of this episode is going to be mostly NFL related. In case you live under a rock, as my good co-host Manny would always say, um, the NFL was on fire this weekend, and so much so, so much so that I didn't see. Well, actually, let me let me ask Manny. Manny, did you notice anything strange about this weekend at all? Um, in terms of the NFL, uh... no, just in sports in general as a whole. Well, the the Antonio Brown story took over the world so that that just like i don't know i just have so much to say about the antonio brown stuff but brown stuff but i'm just gonna let you take it away and then i'll I'll throw in my two cents yeah we're definitely gonna get into that antonio brown stuff but let me tell you what i noticed about this weekend there was no grabbing nba headline at all to be found there's one thing obviously they were keeping track of the olympics i guess whatever's going on which i could care less about who cares it's like Yeah. yeah seriously uh but when I mean like headlines, I mean like, oh, you know, this player said this, this player said that. The only thing that I saw that came across my phone was the uh, Derek Rose saying something about Phil Jackson and Carmelo Anthony. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Slow day for the NBA office. Word. <laughs> they banned. I'm looking through Bleacher Report right now. They banned the ninja style headband. Headband. Ooh. That Jimmy, I guess Jimmy yeah. but- Butler used to wear that. I don't even know what that is. It's it's literally like a. Let me need some Spanish here. Because sometimes when you're when you're multilingual, there's words that you only know in Spanish, and there's words that you only know in English. This one I only know in Spanish. It's like a paño that he has fucking just tied around, and it's like dangling in the. Oh, bottom I got you. Back. I got you. It dangles. Yeah, it dangles. Yeah. I got it. You got some dingle dangles Damn. in there. Um. Okay, you're right. No, you're you're right. I'm looking through Bleacher Report right now, and they literally they have a story about Dennis Rodman. That's how slow the NBA has been. I see Dennis Rodman has like a 30 for 30 coming out. I mean, he, he has a pretty interesting story, but fuck, man. The guy's insane. Like, why Dennis Rodman? You know, like, can we learn more about maybe MJ a little bit? Or can we delve you into think the life and times of uh, Patrick Ewing or something like that? Yeah, I was going to say, man, I think there's enough MJ content out there. Yeah. You know. Or can we Anyways. learn a little bit more about... Uh, I don't know, like like David Robert, the uh, Rob, uh, what's what's his name? Fucking the what? David Robinson, Robinson, David Robinson, David Adam. Robinson. He was for, he was with the Spurs for a while. Oh oh yeah, it's one of the most physically jacked NBA players I think mm-hmm. that I've ever seen. That yep. that guy, nothing but muscle on that on that body. Yeah man, wait, can we learn a little bit more about the glove, Gary Payton? The glove, yeah, little Sean Kemp. He had like 20 kids or something. 
Can we get yeah? Can we get some Sean Kemp, aka right. the Dwight Howard of the nineties? <laughs> yeah, right. With the dunks, that's all he was known for. The dunks. Yeah, all right. man. Muggsy Bogues. I love the nineties. Is he really? Five I love three. I love Space Jam. Me too. That was a good movie at Great the time. Movie. McDonald's had a crazy promo for Space Jam. I don't know if you remember it. No, I don't remember it. Well, it was crazy, man. We were all getting like stuffed animals, like <laughs> the size of like bigger than our hands. Like, come on, when when will you ever go to a fast food chain and get like a stuffed animal bigger than like? <laughs> right. And I'm convinced, Anyways. man. I'm convinced. Not not to get too deep into our family history, but I'm convinced that our family just had no idea what the fuck they were putting in our bodies when we would go to McDonald's and shit back in the day. Yeah, and I also think McDonald's was cleaner back then. Do you remember when McDonald's came out with the promo like? Guess what, guys? Like, our chicken nuggets are now with white meat. You remember that? <laughs> I do remember that, yeah. And, I like, what was it? And I think McDonald's did, like, you start thinking, like, it wasn't white meat. I'm not, and I. it's funny because I think it was kind of healthier back then, only compared to what McDonald's makes me feel like now. <laughs> that, again, could just be a, <laughs> that could just it be could, a metabolism thing. It could be a metabolism, yeah. McDonald's is way better back then, man. Like it, used, it didn't used to have this kind of effect on me back then. <laughs> By the way, McDonald's, if you want to throw a sponsorship this way, we'll we'll blow your shit up. We'll do it. All right, man. I've been trying to transition <laughs> to baseball talk, <laughs> and this is why I can't lead these episodes because I have no idea how to do it. So we're just gonna jump into it. First topic of the day: baseball talk. MLB still going strong. Word. Couple more weeks till playoffs. Can't wait. Then it'll then it'll get the feeling back because like we mentioned in our last episode, my fantasy baseball team got eliminated. So my playoffs in that so, sense. So did mine. Ended early. Yeah. I feel free, man. Anyways. <sighs> first topic today. Christian Yelich, Wonder Boy, records a 40-30 season and mm-hmm. becomes the tenth player in MLB history to do so. The last player was his teammate Ryan Braun. Mm. Manny. Yo, I'm going to ask something that I think I already know the answer to, depending, you know, based off how I think you think. Can Yelich do 40-40? I think that, I don't know. I think that there's not enough time. I'm thinking if I break this down statistically, right, the, the MLB season started in April. So you have April, May, June, July, August, September, August, five months. In five months, he stole 30 bags. That's about six a month. Um. He's going to have to outpace that in order to get there. But and not only that, the, the the Brewers are not in the wild card yet. They're behind, but I think it's only about like two games or something, maybe one game, one and a half games. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking right now, two games back. So I wouldn't be fucking around with trying to get 40-40, but um, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, and I don't think that he's the kind of player that, that wants to play for the stats. I think he wants to win. Yeah. However, if it was me, I think I'd try to do it. I would try to do it too, man. man. I would try to do it too. Let's see what Braun's final numbers were that season where he did 40-30. Just 41 home runs and 30 stolen bases evenly. (laughs) Wow, that's crazy. Ronald came second MVP that year. Ronald Acuna is close to 40-42. He has has 37 home runs and 34 stolen bases. I think he has a better chance to do it. Than, than, no, yeah, uh, definitely. Than Yelich. But I, I don't yeah. think Yelich is going to do it. That's going to be my guess. Yeah, I don't think he's going to do it either. But my God, man, is this guy, are we officially ready to crown him like second to Mike Trout in the league? 
Are we officially going to do that? I think, uh, yeah, yeah, you have to call him the National League's Mike Trout at this point. Who's coming um, in hot at third? I think I have an answer. I think Acuna, if Acuna can keep this up in a few more, you know, one or two more seasons, I think he's the next Mike Trout. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. Acuna would be the guy that I'm, and I'm, and I'm not. I'm not saying these guys are like the best. I think Trout's the best hitter, obviously. Yeah. And I think there's better hitters. Maybe I think you could find, you know, maybe you could find a better Acuna or something. But I'm saying like all around five tool player. I think you know. Then again, the, is Yelich? Would Yelich be considered five tool? He's a good fielder. Good fielder. He steals bags. He, you know, he strikes out a lot. He leads. No, that's Acuna. Never mind. Um, yeah, I think so. I think he's a five tool player. Yeah, so that would that's like more of the category that I'm thinking of. You know. Yeah. Um, and just this is kind of related, but not like because we're seeing inflated numbers clearly. Baseball can't go back to the old baseballs anymore. They have to stay with this at this point. You're going to fuck. People are yeah. going to get fucked up by this. If you go back to the old baseballs and the sport goes through what happened in the in the in the early 2000s after the steroid era, um, you're going to lose a lot of fans. So you got to just stick with this at this point. Pretend like it's, you know, the NBA adding a three pointer, a three point line in the 80s and just keep going with it. Um, because it still yeah. takes a lot of skill to 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 do to hit a home run, you know. And you you see a lot of players like Catel Marte, amazing by the way. Um, he's hitting way more home runs than he ever has. Like I think he's hit more home runs this season than he than he did in his previous five seasons combined. Yeah. Um, but by the same token, look at Aaron Judge. Like yes, he's been on a tear lately. He slowed down again last week, but. Mm-hmm. You'd think he'd have like 40, 45 home runs at this point. He doesn't. So um, it's still not as easy as people think to hit a home run. Um, so, yes. Yeah. And uh, real quick, though, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen in the next three to five years. Right. Because like last year, I think the year before last year, we were joking about the balls being juiced. Last mm-hmm. year, we were convinced. This year, we're like beyond the reasonable doubt where we think the balls are juiced. For sure. Um and and what we're basically seeing is like there's players emerging as 30 home run hitters, something that was very considered power power hitter territory before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also teams are breaking their team records of home runs in a season, and there's still like a month left of baseball. Teams were breaking their records, you know, a month ago, whatever. Uh, so I'm I'm curious to see like what the next three to five years are gonna look like because if this is a trend that's gonna keep rising, then maybe it's it's not so much the juiced baseballs, but just the way hitters are aiming now. You know, like yeah, yeah. like you've always like you've always said with the launch angle and stuff like that. Yeah, there, we've talked about all the factors to the that contribute to the increase of home runs. I think there's no doubt that the ball's different because they changed the balls in the minor leagues to the to the big league balls, and their home runs have skyrocketed. Um, yeah. So that goes to prove that there is a difference in the ball, but there's also warmer temperatures that contributes to to you know, the air is less dense or more dense. Wait, more dense? You know what? Dense. I, we, one day we're going to have to scientifically research this because yeah. I know there's a report out there. What is better for hitting home runs, cold or hot air? Because hot in air. my brain, in my brain, it makes more sense that it'd be in cold air. Well, what they say is in, in hot air, the air is more dense and all the mo- molecules in the air or whatever contributes to the ball staying up in the air for longer but it's not like it's it's it, like when people describe it that way it sounds like you're saying that the ball's just floating around like on top of all these molecules it probably it probably like contributes to another 
I don't know. Again, this isn't scientific. This is pulling this number out of my ass, but you might it might be contributing to another six inch, six inches or something, of 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 uh, of distance. What was it when we talked to that guy Nathan? He said that the ball travels like two feet further now or something like that. Yeah. So, but I that mean, was that was yeah. due to the change of what was in the ball that they found, right? Right. Because yeah. of the density of the ball or something so, i don't remember that's a good so episode you, we should pull that one back yeah that's true so you have that you have the launch angle people are swinging up more you have people are changing their swings altogether like josh donaldson has taken over baseball with his swing with his swing basically i watched a video on instagram and they showed this kid hitting bombs he must have been like 10 years old and he didn't have a josh donaldson batting stance or a justin turner batting stance but you can see that he's copying them he's he's mimicking them like it was about leaning back and doing that, like that exaggerated leg kick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's that's taking over the game too. And I think that generates more power. Like you're seeing higher exit velocities. Like I can't imagine that just switching that ball um, contributed to that much change in the exit velocity among yeah. teams. You know what I mean? I think there's just a lot of factors going into it. It's just crazy that all this is happening at the same time, right? So it's like maybe MLB always had this. Man, play the conspiracy theory music. I don't have it, man. <laughs> well, fuck it. <laughs> Welcome to... Anyways. Yeah. Maybe the MLB had this plan all along since the 90s, Ooh. since before steroids. They're like, listen, if this sport ever gets boring and people are choosing to watch, you know, naked people in the jungle over baseball, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> we're going to really, we're going to unleash these juiced baseballs. Yeah. All right. And here's the perfect time, the emergence of the launch angle and, and uh, you know, the launch angle swing or maple wood bats or something. I don't know, man. <laughs> I have a question now for you. These baseballs are out there. Now they can't trace the source. <laughs> and they were like, and by that time, global warming is going to be at an all-time high. <laughs> yeah, baseball news. Maybe they're the ones contributing to it. Yeah. Anyways, I- man, what? I'm going to steer the ship right on back to that Christian Yelich conversation because I did did take us away for a while. I'm sorry, man. I apologize. Hey. Um, (laughs) I have a question. Who is your NL MVP? I'm going to give you four options. You have Christian Yelich, clearly, Cody Bellinger, Anthony Rendon, and I'm throwing Anthony Rendon. And I'm throwing Ketel Marte's name in the hat, too. Anthony Rendon. He's, I'm not even going to look at the numbers. It's it's just the Nats, man. The Nats got me paying attention. They're you know? a good team. They're they're a really good team, man. And Anthony Rendon is putting up a monstrous season. Mm-hmm. And, but you know what? It's probably going to be Yelich. Um, I think Yelich is having the best calendar year. Like, I saw somebody go back to like 161 games. In his last 161 games, he's hit like 61 home runs, has I don't know how many freaking RBIs. He's hitting like 350. You know what I mean? Like unbelievable numbers. But I think that this season, Yelich has, if you're looking at F war, Yelich has a better war than anybody in the National League. So if a voter is going to look at that, then then it's definitely Yelich. But the other day, mm-hmm. I split it from first half to second half. And the second half, it's, it's Rendon that's taken over. And yeah. if the Nats make it to the postseason, there's no doubt that Anthony Rendon played a massive role in that happening. And I think he deserves it, man. I think he's been, he's carried that team. And he, he's so, like, 
he's so quiet. You never you never hear anybody talking about this guy. Yeah, and to be honest, it kind of sucks. Like we, we all, I think we just had the Nats written off because Bryce Harper left. You know, like and yeah. Bryce Harper was like the face of that team for so long. But like it's the same thing with Anthony Rendon. I feel like we paid it. We all know Anthony Rendon is a beast. But I guess because Harper's not there, we watched less games or something. I don't know. I mean, did did we like Harper that much that we only paid attention to the Nats? Right. Like, I, lo- I love Max Scherzer. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think that if you play fantasy baseball, you knew that Anthony Rendon was a beast. But other than that, if you didn't play any fantasy ba- baseball or you don't fan duel or any of that shit, you don't even know if and somebody said Anthony Rendon, you probably don't even know who it is. And you don't live in D.C. You know what I mean? Like if you're outside of the D.C. area. Um, you know, amazing. Speaking. Speaking of guys that are quiet and you never really hear about them, like, remember when Trout wasn't doing enough to, you know, show his face around and yeah. stuff? Do you notice how, like, that changed this season? Mm-hmm. He, you he see was him like, a lot now, yeah. Yeah, he was in, like, the Let the Kids Play commercial, which yep. was Griffey's commercial last year. Um, he's in a commercial where they're like, people say I'm the greatest of all time or something. And he's like, I just want to play. I don't even know what that commercial is about. I guess it's about baseball, like, <laughs> but it was kind of serious. Like, <laughs> I don't know. He was in that commercial where he was like dancing disco. Do you, I don't know if you, you've seen that one. No, I haven't seen. What, what, that's Mike Trout. Yeah, it was Mike. It was either Mike Trout or Andrew Luck. One of them. They were like wow. dancing disco. It was like a disco. It might have been both of them actually. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know who gets the credit for all that stuff or what. But it seems like right after he signed that contract, that extension, maybe somewhere in that extent, in that, you know, contract, it's like you better start doing some more commercials or something. <laughs> Baseball's behind all of this. Oh, man, I'm just ripping it with the conspiracy theories today. Yeah. All right. We spoke about Christian Yelich. Sure did. Check. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about another. <laughs> Let's talk about another. Uh baseball phenom garrick i gotta get through this man because the nfl is gonna take like a whole hour to talk about <laughs> let's let's get through this real quick man all right garrick cole another baseball phenom becomes the second pitcher in baseball history to have three consecutive starts where he strikes out 14 or more batters the only other starter to do that is pedro martinez wow hall of famer hall of famer man it's crazy and uh he let's see here. He's six games of at least ten strikeouts in a season with no walks. Hmm. That's the single. That's tied for the single season record. I have a feeling he's going to do it again before the season's over. He has two hundred and eighty-one strikeouts. Uh, do you think he reaches three hundred? Yes. Yeah, I do too. Thirteen point seven strikeouts per nine. That's the highest in baseball. He has a sub one WHIP. He has a two seven three ERA. They have the Yankees. I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna turn this about the Yankees, guys. Get ready. Here it comes. The Yankees have to sign this guy in the in the offseason. What kind of contract is he getting? He's getting a a, a monster. He's 28 years old. Like just go back and go back in 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 recent memory. Pitchers that are 28, 29 years old coming into free agency. Usually people back that well five or six years ago. You kind of were were hands off about it a little bit. You're not sure what's gonna happen. But we have some prime examples of pitchers at this age pitching the way he's pitching that continue to dominate the sport today. I'm talking about Max Scherzer. I'm talking about Justin Verlander. Clayton Kershaw is, you know, still kind of young, but I'm talking about Clayton Kershaw. Pitchers like this, I feel like he's only he's he has to. I mean, he can't get better than this. He could get better than this. Who knows? Um, but I'm guessing this 
this is this is who he's going he's going to be for a while. So the Yankees better get him. That's all I'm saying. If so not, you I'm think he, a, if not, I'm becoming a Red Sox fan. Just kidding. I think Garrett Cole is going to be the highest paid pitcher before it's before next season. He's a free. I think agent. he's going to. So yeah, he's he's, he's going to he's going to be the highest paid pitcher. I think. Yeah, I think he's going to be the highest paid pitcher. I don't think the Yankees are going to be the team to give it to him. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but good good news for you, man. The Red Sox yeah. aren't going to give him that money. <laughs> that's, good, that's a good point. It's a great point. Well, there you go, man. We high five it. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. I was going to say, do you think he deserves a Cy Young? But I think Verlander's still in the lead for that. Yeah, um, it's between him and Verlander for sure. And by the way, just going back to to his performance, how you know he's definitely turned into a different kind of pitcher with the Astros. But if you go back, he's had seasons close to this before. Like in 2015 with the Pittsburgh Pirates, he pitched to a 2.60 ERA in 32 starts and had a 1.09 whip. He struck out 202 batters. So he's mm-hmm. shown this level of potential before. And then he had a, a weak season uh, in 2017, and that's when they traded they traded him in that offseason. But anyway, so I think that he's shown flashes of this, and now it's two consecutive seasons of this level of performance. I feel confident that he's going to be, you know, a decent pitcher moving forward. So any team, of course, I'm a Yankees fan, so I want my team to get him. But I think he's going to get paid, and whoever gets him is going to be lucky to have him. Nice, man. Yeah, man. Now I'm going to cry in a corner. All right. While Manny gets it, gets it all together, I'm going to keep it moving here. Somebody has to keep the show flowing. Mm-hmm. Uh so just a quick injury update as far as big names in the sport go. Bryce Harper did wasn't in the lineup to start Sunday, but I think he ended up pinch hitting or something because I did see a highlight of him. Yeah, but Bryce Harper it. was out. Yeah, Trout I think is day to day. Not sure. Javi Baez might Isn't be he always. Yeah, <laughs> Javi Baez is uh yeah, probably that, done for the season. That's so that really sucks. And Chris Bryant's another one too, and Addison Russell. Yeah, so. Fuck him. Manny, the question is, are the Cubs done? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think the Cubs are done. Um, I think, and Kimbrel's out too. Again, he's in the IL. Crazy. Uh, and he sucked the season, by the way. Like, fuck, what the hell? Yeah, and I'm glad you said that. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later as well, but go ahead, continue. So, I think they're done. And then I have a question, a question for your question. Do you think the Diamondbacks are going to be the team that, that takes it? And by the way... Diamondbacks, before you answer that, they trade away Paul Goldschmidt. They traded away Zach Greinke, probably their two best players. Where would they be today if they had retained both of those players? Damn, man, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, Paul Goldschmidt, how, how's Paul, did Paul Goldschmidt ever turn the season around to the point that he's like, you know, Paul Goldschmidt still? Or are we? He got hot for a minute there. Um, oh, yeah, against you. Yeah, like always. Um, <laughs> But wow. but I'm I'm not sure if he ever got it back together. I mean, either way, he, yeah, he has 20, 29 home runs, 80 RBIs. He still has a 341 on base. Um, you know, and and St. Louis isn't the same as Arizona in terms of hitting. You're right. So, That's crazy, man. That's good. But I mean, then again, look at look at what the Dodgers have done. You know. Yeah. Wouldn't they still be like a wild card team? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So no, I when I look at the wild card standings, for me, I think I think I think Arizona's gonna get up there. And I think it's gonna I think because 
I just don't trust the Brewers. I don't think they have the pitching. Um, and haters look human this year. Yeah. Uh, f- the Phillies, I don't trust in the Phillies. The Mets, I think they're done. Um, so I think it's Arizona. I think Arizona is going to overtake them. Yeah, I think the Mets are done. Philly, I just don't believe in. Yeah, I think it's going to be Arizona. Fire Kepler, and obviously man. The- What? Fire Kepler. Gabe Kepler. <laughs> get I wish we can get Gabe Kepler on this show. Like if he got fired and he's like, I'm looking for work, we'll like, hey man, we'll pay you a little something. We'll pay you the earnings off this episode. <laughs> yeah, man. To come on our to come on our podcast. Well, not only that, but a story came out like two weeks ago that Mike Sosha said that he wants to manage the Phillies. He wants that job. So if you have Mike Sosha wants to manage your team, I don't think you could say no to that. I'm sorry, man, but do you ever get tired of baseball? Like Mike Sosha, you were the manager of the Angels for like 20 years. <laughs> yeah, you got one World Series out of it. Like, aren't don't you want to go watch your grandson play like right? <laughs> little league? Or something? And he played. Can and you... he played baseball. I think he was a catcher or something in baseball for a while. Yeah, man. I think as much as I've always dreamt about being a professional athlete, I think mentally I was never meant to endure that. You know, I, to be in that sport 24 yeah. seven, and Mike Sosha's retired three times already at this point <laughs> i'm talking about you know as like as like a player then as a yeah. manager yeah, whatever yeah. and to still want to be a part of the game i mean man like don maddenly down in miami you know like when is he gonna hang it up <laughs> like <laughs> oh man anyways man, this was <laughs> This is about the Cubs being done. Sorry, I do think they're done. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and you know what? We, I don't think the Cubs were ever. I never thought the Cubs were going anywhere because it was in July. I think they were tied with the Marlins for the worst away record. No way! Even I didn't the, know that. That's a good. It stat. was some. It was some crazy shit like that. And I'm just like, man. And just Cubs don't have like that fire. Like I feel like you only really hear about Javi Baez when it comes to like that spice that the cubs had those that year when they went on the run and stuff so i don't know holy shit you're right man the cubs have a 29 and 42 away record um they were horrible that's why that's why that sweep that they put on the mets was i I think it was crazy like it was just so poetic how like the mets fell out of it and got swept by the cubs at home that's crazy wow the cubs suck away Crazy town. Yeah, I think they're done. Javi Baez, is, he he was so good this year. Losing him is, is huge. I didn't even know that Chris Bryant was gone. Yeah, I'm trying to look into that because I saw it on a headline, you know, of all these injured players. But imagine all he had was like a stomach pain or like maybe he had to go <laughs> await the birth. Barking be- knee sidelines Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant again. Raises questions about status down the stretch. Mm. I don't know, man. I could see Chris Bryant being dealt in the offseason. Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad move. If they, if they don't make the postseason, it wouldn't be a bad move. Um, I don't think you Joe know, Madden's I, coming back. Because um, it sounds like him and, and uh, what the fuck is a GM's name? He was with the Red Sox. Theo Epstein. Him and Theo Epstein apparently are, you know, fighting or whatever. Like little bitches. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I think the the Cubs might be done for for a while. That's my guess. Yeah, you know, I keep hearing rumors about Syndergaard being swapped for uh, Chris Bryant, and Ooh. now both of these guys, which is a headline I meant to add, Syndergaard coming at the GM. We'll get into that right after this. But um, 
back after this. Yeah, it's it's funny how both of these guys now, you know, now Chris Bryant's like he keeps having these injury problems. Hmm. And now Syndergaard is in the news for his thing. So you never know, man. You never know. You never know. Syndergaard. All right, I let's think, just I, I think he would suck in in uh Wrigley, by the way. He'd give up a lot of home runs. All right, let's stick with the Syndergaard talk cuz I think I know where this is going. Man, he wants Syndergaard to go to the Yankees. I want any I just want any starting pitcher to go. I want a starting pitcher that's under 30 years old and that can strike out a lot of people on the Yankees. That's what I want. I I'm sick of the J Haps, the I love you CC, but I'm I'm CC like thank you, but bye now. And uh you know, we need we need younger pitchers, man. Like you the youth movement is alive in New York in the in New York except for the starting rotation. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but what do you think about this whole Syndergaard thing, though? Him going up to the GM and I, basically complaining about AJ Ramos. I Ramos. think that, yeah, I think that that's normal. Like Greg Maddox had his own personal catcher. Um, there were there were pitchers that did like in, with the Yankees. I think it was Mike Musina didn't like pitching to Jorge Posada. The problem is that I believe that that Jacob Degrom doesn't like pitching to him either. Um, so. If that's the case, you can't take Ramos out of your lineup, you know, twice through a rotation. His bat is too important to that team, especially yeah. when you're in a playoff run. So one of those pitches is going to have to suck it up. And unfortunately, he's going to have to be Syndergaard because DeGrom is, you know, DeGrom could be the Cy Young this year again in the National League. He's been that good. Yeah. So suck it up, Thor. Or that's just right, man. Come to the Yankees. Suck Suck it up. And you know what? I would hope to find out that he had uh, Ramos in that room with him while he said that because I I would be, like, pissed off if I'm AJ Ramos yeah. and I found out I found this out, like, through the grapevine or something like that. I'm like, but if you don't like pitching to me, you know, I, whatever, man. Like, what do you want me to do about it? We play for the yeah. National League. What are you going to do? <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I get, paid, I get paid to hit. Yeah. Like, you're taking my money away. With your long hair. Bitch ass. It's your perfect wannabe Avenger. How could the how dare the Mets just take take these superhero names as if they're superheroes? What kind of superheroes do you know that 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 go through embarrassment like that every season? Right? Imagine. Come on, man. Trout needs a superhero nickname. There's yeah, nothing you can do to mess up his image. By the way, if Mike Trout was a superhero, who would he be? Um, I'd have to say Superman. <laughs> yeah, Except right? like, but what's his weakness? Uh, I don't know. I was going to say he would be the Incredible Hulk, but like in between Bruce Banner and the, like if the Incredible Hulk got stuck in between the, the Hulk and, and Bruce Banner, like midway through the fucking shit malfunctions and he's just like, fuck, I'm just like kind of big, but not, you know, not all the way. That's what he looks like. <laughs> His muscles are fucking ridiculous. Yeah, man. He might be on some shit. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we think. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that, that was Noah Syndergaard. We were, I wanted to originally keep it moving from the Cubs talk to just teams around the league that are still in the hunt for the playoffs. Obviously, we're not going to talk about all the teams, but you know, uh, the as of yesterday, today's Monday. You guys will be hearing this tomorrow. Uh, Dodgers magic number down to two. Nice. So they compared to the year that they went to the world series where they had the best stretch i think what was it like for the first 70 games or whatever then they had the next worst stretch of the next 20 games mm-hmm. do you remember that year that was like two I years do. ago yes they haven't seemed to go 
they haven't seemed to come across that yet. And could this be the Dodgers' year to finally win it all? I don't know. I feel like the Na- the National League sucks this year, man. Like the the only real real team that has been competitive from beginning to end in the National League, I think, has been the Braves. Other than that, this has been a cakewalk for for the Dodgers. It has been, yeah. And I think that if you clinch this early, I'm of the believer, and the, and the Yankees are close to clinching too. I think they're only like I think it's like six games to clinch a playoff spot or something. Yeah. Um, or it's not six. Their their magic number is six, so they could clinch like anytime this week, basically. Um, I'm of the believer that if you clinch too soon, it could work against you because you have that playoff spot secured. You're not playing for anything. Um, you kind of take it easy. You know, you're not riding that wave into the postseason. I always feel like the team that that wins it all is always that team that's just hot. They're hot, you know, going into it. Like the Red Sox last year, they won 108 games. But it took them until the final weekend to clinch that that playoffs. But not the final weekend, like the last one or two series uh, prior to the end of the season. So they had to keep it going. They had to keep that energy up. Um, but I feel like once you let your guard down a little bit, shit can go wrong, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the year that the that the Astros won it. I remember thinking that the Yankees were that hot team, right? And, and they they were. I mean. Did you expect them to make it to Game 7 of the... I didn't expect them to make it to Game 7 of the ALCS. And they could have won that series. Yeah, I didn't expect it, but that year had a lot of, you know... It just had a lot of BS. All right, easy now. All right? Take it easy. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But no, you're right, though. The team that enters the playoffs the hottest could be the Rays, could be the Walker. It probably is going to be the Walker team because they're off that, you know... You know... having to maintain uh, or like sustain that dominance of like at least being above at the first wild card yeah. for that all all last month whatever god i butchered that sentence <laughs> <laughs> they have to keep their energy up and the race they have by to the keep way. their energy they yeah. have to keep their energy more longer than teams that clinch it like manny was just saying so right. you always got to be weird of those, of those wild card teams but of course any wild card team that comes out this year not the red sox i, I don't see them beating the yankees in the first round so and the, the I would same, be shocked. I'd be shocked if the Yankees don't go to the ALCS if yeah. they face like Oakland or the Twins. Mm-hmm. You know? By the or same Cleveland. token, by the same token, the teams that are closest to clinching, the Astros, Yankees, and, and Dodgers, not in that order, they could also use a breather too. Um like a pitcher like Clayton Kershaw, who gets hurt regularly, although he pitched pretty much the whole season this year. He mm-hmm. could he could probably use a couple you know skip starts or whatever. The Yankees could use building up Severino's arm, giving Tanaka a rest or something. The Astros could use you know they, they dealt with some injury with Altuve, Carlos Correa, um, Justin Verlander's not getting any younger. Although you wouldn't be you couldn't tell by the way he's pitching. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think energy is very important. So and by the way, I'm afraid of the, of the Rays because Glasnow is Glasnow is back now. Although he didn't do that well on Sunday. So, but but they have a legit starter in their rotation. Austin Meadows is heating up again, um, and they just have—they're the kind of team that can outsmart you. So, yeah, I, I don't want to face them because they, they could sneak through. Rays coming off a nine-one homestand, and they're mm-hmm. at the top of the wild card. So, and yeah, you're right. Glasnow came back, and I keep 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 seeing this thing. He hit 100 miles per hour on the radar gun. Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> when when will it end with these with these? 
animals, but uh, and also the Astros beat the Mariners twenty-one to one yesterday. Club record eleven doubles. Every position player had a hit and scored a run in that game. That's crazy. Um, I think baseball wants us to think that the Astros and the Dodgers are, you know, going to the World Series. I don't think it's going to be that easy. Hmm. There's going to be some crazy storyline. I don't know if the Rays are going to. Oh, all, we still don't know who would face the wildcard team. All I America. know is if things go as planned up to the championship series. So the top wildcard team wins and let's say so the Nationals win and say everything goes as planned all the way up to the LCS. And it should end up being Braves, Dodgers and the NL. And it should be it should end up being Yankees, Astros and the in the AL. Those two championship series are going to be fucking amazing, I think, because those are four. Those are four incredible teams should be competitive. I can't see any of those teams laying down and just, you know, getting swept. Um, Yeah, that's going to be cool. I can't wait for baseball postseason, man. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Not even kidding. There's goose. There's goosebumps, ladies and gentlemen. We got goosebumps. Yeah, it's going to be crazy because it's going to be like football on Sundays, but then baseball playoffs sprinkled throughout the week. I can't wait. I can't wait. Let's go, Bills. Well, I almost gave you a woo, but <laughs> taking it back. All right. Uh, I wanted to dedicate some time to the Red Sox versus the Yankees. They played throughout the weekend. They're playing today. Let's go. What's it looking like right now? Oh, nothing happened. I'm just saying let's go about the Red Sox-Yankees talk. Oh, oh. It's zip, zip, <laughs> zip, zip. Erod, by the way, can I say something about about? Eduardo Rodriguez and and uh yeah Eduardo Rodriguez speak your business. I got I got to say man, he's he has the most run support in baseball this year and everything and I sometimes I do take I take away from him because of that, but he's been the most steady pitcher you guys have had all year. Um Yeah, kind of like a rock. He's been a rock, man. 3A1 ERA, 17 and 5 record. Um he hasn't been bad. He hasn't been great, but he hasn't been bad. Thank you, man. I would t- I would I like I, I could feel last year that when he when he would come up in the rotation I could feel some nervousness on behalf of you Red Sox fans. <laughs> I don't I don't think you should feel that way anymore. I think you should feel like okay he he could win us a game like he he can do what needs to be done. I feel more confident with him over Porcello on the mound. Yeah, this year Sox I would fan. say this year I would say that yeah yeah Just you're right to say that. Anything else you wanna? Compliment. Um, <clears throat> the Red what Sox else, about what else? What else? Any more compliments on the Red Sox? So we said. So I said this at the start of the episode that I think the Red Sox are done, um, and of course they're not eliminated yet. They're they're still alive, but just really hard to root for a team like where the, you know. Well, you guys know if you guys are if you guys pay attention to Major League Baseball, you pay attention to this podcast. It's really hard to root for a team that doesn't play well when they have to. And the, the the puzzling thing is that they're not that bad. They're not they're not that bad of a team. I know, but you know, you at at some point you just gotta let go. I agree of the, thing, but, of the but things you love. This doesn't it like doesn't make sense. It doesn't. I and I think the same way that we used to joke last season, like career seasons, career years, you know, all that stuff about the Red Sox mm-hmm. overachieving stuff. Maybe this is like the complete opposite of what that and year un- was. Underachieving? Well, maybe not just underachieving, but maybe it's just something like no matter what we, you know, 
I can't ignore that the Yankees are having this historic season as well. You know, even if we did repeat or even if we did come back as we did um, last year, who's, you know, how do we know we'd still be in first place? We might still be battling for a wild card spot with the Rays. I don't know. Yeah. So whatever, man. I just we what won, I find we what won I find, last year. I'm not done. We won last. Year. Oh, I had I actually had things. I actually had things to talk about about the rest no, of the season. Get it off. Since, your since chest, I'm just, go ahead. Since I'm just venting here, I said at the beginning of the year that you know I can't expect these you know every year to be like last year, and that I was satisfied with last year, and I still am satisfied with last year. But you know, would still still would have been nice to be in it in October. Mm. To uh, you know have faith and hope that we can do it again any chance you root for the yankees in the postseason why would i do that just to support a brother you know what i mean no nah, i'm not rooting for the yankees man your father's a yankees fan your brother's a yankees fan i'm a yankees fan my dad if- hates my dad hates some of the good players in the yankees like he'll rip like brett garner and not realize that He's turned into a power hitter. <laughs> yeah, right. He's a beast, man. And my dad used to hate Joe Girardi. Uh, a lot of people did. Yeah. Um, but I'm not rooting for the Yankees. Go ahead. You done? Or do you need more time? Yeah, that's all I had to say. I just had to remind people of something that I said in the beginning <laughs> of the season. So what puzzles me is that you have you have players underperforming and you have players that are are having career years, which again, CT doesn't mean that you can't have a career year next year. For right now, as to this point, Rafi Devers is having the best year of his of his career, so he's having a career year. So give that to him, right? So anyway, what I'm trying to say is, you have players that are underperforming, players that are performing better than they ever have before, and it, it I feel like it's balancing out. So I don't understand. The disparity because the real difference is the bullpen got worse. But does the bull can the bullpen really cost you this many wins in a season? That doesn't make sense. Like I think Mookie's having a phenomenal he's picked it up big time. He's having a phenomenal year. JD has picked it up. He's having a phenomenal year. Xander's having the best uh year of his career. Devers is having the best year of his career. And then you have players that are falling off a little bit. Like, I think JBJ is falling off a little bit again this year offensively. I might be mm-hmm. wrong. Um, you gave Steve, Pe- Steve Pierce that extension. He hasn't really played. Um, Chris Sale has underperformed. But then again, you have Eduardo Rodriguez has, has pitched better. David Price has pitched better. So I feel like people are picking up the slack. So the only difference for me is the bullpen and I can't imagine that this is how I don't know like there's there's something missing here like I don't know if it's Cora I don't know if it's the staff I don't know if it's the players got too comfortable after winning that world series so they're not really you know they're not waking up for games and shit maybe that's what it is I don't know what it is it doesn't make any sense the, uh, um, but I, I still not- think that this team is dangerous I still think that if they got into the postseason they can they can make some noise yeah and again like i said before even if we did come back like we did last year if everything's playing out the way it was you know we'd still be probably wouldn't be in first place we don't know that whatever but uh, i think what really killed us in terms of this wild card hunt was like chris sale and david price going down around the same time but not that they not that david price was dominating before but still i'd rather have david price on the mound than what we have and i'd rather have chris sale on the mound than anybody else that we have and chris sale was starting to pitch a little bit better Mm -hmm. towards the end there so Chris Sale, was really, having, 
by 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 Chris Sale standards, he wasn't having a good year, but by major league pitcher standards, he was still having an above average, like a way above average season, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He had a three three nine FIP. His 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 ERA was was a whole run higher. He had a one point zero eight six whip. That's that's for me, that's elite level. He had two hundred and eighteen strikeouts. You know? It was his home yeah. runs. His home runs were up. He was giving up a lot of hits. He was putting too many people for him again. He was putting too many people on base. Um yeah. and then giving up home runs. But I would still ha- I would still rather see Chris Sale on the mound than any other pitcher. That you know what I mean if I'm the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. I would still have that confidence cuz he showed he showed flashes this year of dominance. Um so I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Me neither, man and uh, here we go with more Red Sox news. They mm-hmm. fire Dombrowski less than a year after winning the World Series. We probably should have led with that headline, but we're the Welcome to the Show podcast. We kind of just <laughs> <laughs> do our own thing. <laughs> we, yeah, that's right. We we don't follow rules here. Fuck that shit. So, man, you I think you have an opinion about this, and I have a different one. So I, No, I, th- I think that we both have the same opinion. I think that I understand the firing. I, it doesn't. It probably doesn't offend you as much as it offends. Doesn't offend me as much as it. Wait. Doesn't offend me as much as it probably offends you. Like. Well, I, actually, I, 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 just, I. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Let, let go me ahead. just get my points out of the way, and then. So, if it were me, if I owned the Red Sox, if I was a billionaire, and I owned the Boston Red Sox, I don't think that I could have fired Dombrowski, considering that since he's since he was hired, they won three straight division titles: 2016, 2017, 2018. They won a World Series in 2018, had the best season in Red Sox history in 2018. I think that's enough to give him a longer leash. By the same token, he hasn't shown me, Dombrowski, in his entire career that he can build a team um, by being more fiscally conservative, not spending so much money, and building up a farm system. Um, and they're in a position right now where they're kind of they're, – they're kind of – have to be forced to to trade one of their big time players in order to try to rescue their their salary and try to get some young players in the minors. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that Dombrowski has a lot to do with that. Now, the decision to to promote Eddie Romero, who was their assistant GM, to the to the position that Dombrowski's in, that doesn't make sense to me because Romero is the same guy who is responsible for the Red Sox um, violating international signing practices, which caused them to uh, to pay a $300,000 fine. They couldn't draft any international players in 2017, and they had to take five of their prospects and turn them into free agents. So he also damaged your farm system. So Wait a second. But he he's officially taking over, or is this just temporary? For now, it's temporary, but I've been reading stuff where people are praising the shit out of this guy. And I'm sure that oh, he's no. good at his job. I'm sure that he knows, you know, they he, they got Devers, you know, they got they they know how to get players in the international uh, market. Yoan Mankata, all that stuff. Um, but, you know, this guy is just as responsible for for the position the Red Sox are in right now as yeah. Dombrowski is, in my opinion. Yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, and again, I, I understand why you like everything you're explaining to me about all the money that was spent 
and how we you know we 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 jeopardize our future because of it it makes total sense why they did fire him but you're but as you also said you know we had a good run with him here yeah and the guy can't spend money he doesn't have so it would have been i think it would have been okay to let's see what he could have done with anything at all you know i'm i'm pretty sure like with his back to the wall he could have made something out of what was around i mean at the yeah. end of the day he can't just sign a player blindly you know someone has to sign that check so it's not Mm -hmm. like he was going to spend money regardless next season or like you know i don't know i i feel like i could have i would have been okay seeing things out seeing things through for the next couple years no you're right they didn't even give him a chance yeah you're right no chance i'm with you and again what's happening to the red sox this year as we've as we said it's 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 odd it just doesn't even make sense i understand like you know it's like i don't know but maybe that's why we don't get paid to be GMs. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe that's why we're, we're here and they're know. in the position they're in. Who knows? I don't know, man. I get it. I, I understand. But I'm interested to see who they bring in uh, in the offseason because I'm guessing they're going to hire somebody else. I wonder who it's going to be. It'd be you funny know what I to steal I... Epstein again. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. You know what I? You know what I wish I could see, though? Theo Epstein's or anyone who's applying for the job, I want. I wish I could see their resume mm. and see what it says. Like what? <laughs> what could a resume say to inherit like GM to be the GM of one of like baseball's most historic franchises? You know, yeah. like what can you put on that resume? Like you know what? I have a know, degree from you know whatever. And yeah. <laughs> you know what's kind of scary to me if I if I were a Red Sox fan, what would scare me is. After that amazing season you guys had last year, the way that teams rebuild now, and I know that the Yankees got fortunate that they they happen to have players who, let's be honest, like nobody thought Aaron Judge was going to turn into this. I don't think any I, people people were talking about Gary Sanchez like he was an incredible hitter, but I don't think people thought he was this good of a hitter, so on and so forth. People didn't think that Didi was going to turn into this, and so on and so forth. The Yankees got fortunate in that regard. So our our rebuild was very quick. And it was almost non-existent to a point. But the way teams rebuild nowadays, they're taking a page out of Lunau and the Astros book. It's tank. It's lose 100-plus games, draft players, international signings. I'd be afraid. If I were a Red Sox fan, I'd be afraid to see, you know, them go through, like, what the Astros did, what the Tigers are currently going through, what the Marlins are going through, you know, and so on and so forth. That would suck. I, I would I don't even know if I could even watch baseball. Damn in a situation like that. Well, I think we're gonna be all right. <laughs> and you have enough good young players that that shouldn't happen. Um, yeah. But I, I think you're gonna need one of those miracles like you guys got when when the Dodgers took uh, Carl Crawford and Josh Beckett and all that salary. Yeah, yeah, I agree that we're gonna have to go through some hard struggles. But we're Red Sox fans, man. We've been through it. We've been through we've been through the worst of the worst and the best of the best. That's true. And you and you've seen the mountaintop. You're going to be fine. Yes, we've seen the greener side of the hilltop. You're going to be okay. You're the Boston Red Sox. Yes, man. And honestly, I don't know what else to say on this subject. I had a note here. Red Sox have 21 pitchers on their roster. I heard on the radio today they used 23 pitchers in the three games that they've played the Yankees. Where has that gotten us? I think they were trying to 
strengthen their weakness. But you, but, but you know what though, I I think I I think I heard somewhere that the Red Sox bullpen has like the second best ERA in baseball. Yeah, but I think their their uh, conversion rate is one of the worst. Oh, so like last that's the difference between last year and this year because we were talking about the Red Sox bullpen last year too, and the way I descri- remember describing it, especially in the postseason, is that they would bend like. Until that point, right before shit was about to break down, and then they'd win the game. Like, there was a couple games in the postseason against the Yankees where I thought fully the Yankees are coming back and we're going to win this. And it got to the point. The the game that we clinched it itself with Kimbrough. Yeah, it got to the point where it was almost at a breaking point, and then he closed it, sealed the deal, game over, Red Sox win. And I feel like that, that happened a lot last year. Um, and I think that's the difference. And I mean, it's looking like in hindsight, hindsight being twenty twenty, it's looking like you guys made the right decision in not signing Kimbrel because he sucks this year, man. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say too with this whole Dombrowski thing. Like, I read some people in con- in the comments saying like, "Good, he didn't address the problems and stuff like that." But how was he supposed to address it? I I don't know. He's the reason we're in this position because of all the money that we that we have players under, you know, but. Yeah. Then again, like now that we are in this position that got us the World Series last year, uh, what was he supposed to do? I mean, remember what the trade deadline was like. I can't even remember the relief pitchers that that moved, mm. or what the, or what their impact has been since. Yeah, there was a few relievers moved, but I don't think they've had that big of an impact. Shane Green went to the, the went to the Braves and lost his closer role. Melanson instantly. got moved. Melanson got moved. Yep, you're right. Um, so again, you know, and even starting pitching, the only pitcher that I could think of, Zach Greinke, probably would not have played for Boston if there was a trade to be made. Right, and yeah, and we heard the stories that came out of that. Yeah. So and yeah, Melanson's been asked to. He's five 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 two ERA in seventeen games with the Braves. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, CT, we're almost an hour in. We haven't even talked about baseball yet. This is ridiculous, man. I can never lead an episode again. All right, let's move on to football. <laughs> you know what? My fault because I put baseball as the second thing and I'm scrolling past and I'm covering all the NFL. So now I'm scrolling back up and here we are. The NFL recap for week one happened over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Sure did. <laughs> and it's happening now. There's games tonight. There is. Um, but the biggest story before we get into the rest of the NFL, we're, we're probably just going to focus mostly on this huge Antonio Brown story. Yeah. 